from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Congratulations, everybody. You made it to the end of the week. That, that clap you hear coming from our producer, Dennis Cox. And you've also made it to game day. Not just game day, but hockey night in Carolina. Yes. The Carolina Hurricanes tonight in Arizona. You know where we're going with it. Pivotal game three. Now, you may say, uh, wait a second. It's the middle of the regular season. How are we all ready to pivotal game three season? What are you talking about? Well, let me take it back to something we started earlier this week. The Canes cannot prove anything in the regular season. It doesn't matter if they finish first in their division, second, third. They could be fourth in the, the Eastern. Like All of that, it's, it's window dressing. Right? It's 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 nothing but window dressing. But what does matter and matters greatly is how they perform once they get to the postseason, right? That's how this season is going to be measured. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm actually gonna lean on fortunately. Fortunately, they've been so good the last three or four years that that making the postseason is no longer an accomplishment. It is, but it's no longer the end goal. Right. There's that whole there's a bunch of teams in the in the NHL that would love to make the the uh, playoffs or make the postseason and they'd be happy. It'd be a success. And it's like, yeah, well, that's not the Canes. So the Canes measure everything by the postseason. So I've started measuring their regular season like it's the postseason. Breaking it up into sections, calling them series. We started two games ago. They beat New Jersey. I said, oh, they got out to a good start. 1-0 in the series. We're going with a seven-game series. And I like the way the schedule worked out because then they went on the road, right? And you're going to have to go on the road in a playoff series, and you're going to have to go on the road on the road to a good team's arena, and they went on the road to the, the to, down to Dallas, down to the Lone Star State, and they lost. And it wasn't just a loss. It was an exhausting loss. It was a loss where you, you – um, thought you played well. It was a loss where you did a lot of good things. It was a lot uh, a loss where your goalie made some high quality stops, and you just got outplayed by a team that that is very good at home. So we're in this little series. Uh, uh, you know, it's a playoff series metaphor. You have to turn the page. That's part of the postseason. You can't let one loss beat you twice. You can't get a losing streak. You can't have a rough stretch. You can have a rough game. You can lose. You can't have a losing streak. You can have a rough game. You can't have a rough stretch, right? Because if a streak or a stretch happens, you get eliminated. Or you find yourself down 3-1 after you were up 1-0. You're fine. You're right, right? You, it, can, it can get away from you quickly. Only hot streaks are allowed in the postseason. Only hot streaks are allowed in the postseason. You can have a good stretch. You can have a hot streak. We'll take those. Can't have a rough stretch. Can't have a, can't have a losing streak. One and done with those. And you know what? This is this is because it's it's you know this is a practice playoff series and not the real playoffs. Game three is against Arizona. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on Arizona though. I'm, I mean, bottom half of the league in goals, bottom half of the league in goals allowed, second to last place in the Central Division standings. Not a playoff team. S- sleeping on them might not be the 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 right term, but I am acknowledging that they're not a playoff team. So. In the playoffs, when you have a 1-1 series and you're going into game three on the road, you're likely going to be going into a team's arena that is, uh, quite frankly, 
better than Arizona. But that's why you practice, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you know, batting practice is rarely thrown at 102 miles an hour. You know what I mean? You, sometimes you get you get one just so you know what it feels like. And you know who I'm calling out for the Canes today? Who? This is going to feel like a uh, broken record, like a replay from uh, a portion earlier in the season. The top guys. When Rod was hitting us with the top guys, got to play like top guys, he was – Saying that right around the kind of right before the turn of the 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 season, uh, they they had that rough stretch through Canada. They lost four straight games in Canada, and and one of the refrains was the top guys have to play like top guys. Well, guess what? The top guys started playing like top guys shortly after that. That's when Aho went on the streak. Uh, that's when uh, Svechnikov went on the streak. And they, they each had simultaneous six-game point streaks. And I believe five of the six, Svechnikov had multi-points. Guess how long it's been since Aho had a multi-point game? They've gone seven consecutive games without a multi-point night from Aho. Svech hasn't had a point. He's had two games back from injury. But in those two games, he has not had a point. I'm looking I'm looking at the top guys and saying all right you know right now go <laughs> make it happen captain right <laughs> or uh, alternate captain mm-hmm. uh <laughs> yeah right <laughs> doesn't rhyme as well but you know what I'm getting after uh I'm looking at those two guys and I'm saying yeah now's about the time right now's about the time where you you get things going in the, in the right direction again individually because uh it's it's so important to the team Right. There are I use the Ted Lasso example all the time just because, you know, sometimes it's it's more on the nose in Hollywood than it is in, in, in real life. But it's the Jamie Tart for those of you that have watched Ted Lasso. Right. Occasionally, you got to be the jerk. Occasionally, it's best for the team for you to be a little selfish. And that's when Roy Kent and the coaching staff gives him the, the signal. Right. Mm-hmm. Flips him the bird, which means double birds, which means it's it's time to stop being a team player and time to go get yours. I kind of want to look at at Svech and Aho, although it's it's not exactly that because um, with Aho sometimes it's three assists rather than three goals, and if he were being a true jerk, it would it would it would be all about hunting for your own goals. Uh, but it, it's more I need you to hunt for your own production, right? I want Aho to try the highlight pass, right? I want him to try the the highlight shot. I want him to try the the cool stuff. I know that it annoys the heck out of Adam Gold because we've had these conversations. Uh, sometimes I want Svetch to try a Svetch behind the goal. Hey. Even if it doesn't work, I just like to know that he's trying. I like to know that he's being aggressive, a little selfish, and going for the highlight. And then, obviously, if it works, it's you know one of the cooler things that, that you can do. Uh, it, it's, it's Sometimes I just want my top guys to act like top guys. And then the the last thing here. Brett Pesci is skating in his 600th NFL game today, or NHL game today. Wow, 600. 600 already? 600. Wow. Seems like just yesterday we had Seth Jarvis's 200th. Now, now Pesci's 600. He's got a triple Jarvis going on. Hitting on him, Pesci, that is, and Slavin in the middle rounds of, mm. the, of the draft. Pesci, a third rounder. Yeah. yeah, and Slavin was a fourth. I mean, that's how. He, it's what you have to do to put together a defense like, like yeah, they have. Yeah, but it's. it's I mean, you have to find those guys because even, I mean, gosh, we all know in any sport, first-round mm-hmm. picks in and of themselves are just flips of a coin. But if you can find guys that are key key pieces of your franchise and your core in the middle rounds, 
Six hundred. That props to him. Six hundred. Uh, but also, it is one of those weird hockey things, and it might be because they, you know, they they are aware of the moment and try to make it happen. It does seem like when they have those milestones, something always they're involved in something, right? It's it, they're they're a part of an attack that maybe you're not no, not used to seeing. You make a wild and crazy defensive play, or you get into a fight. Like there, there. It just seems like when it's one of your we're all the above. Yeah, you know, we're all. <laughs> or, yeah, you get that kind of hat trick. Um, it's it's uh. It just seems like when you're in those milestone games, you're more likely to be involved in, in a high leverage uh, situation. So pay attention to Pesci tonight. Pay attention to Pesci tonight in Arizona. Maybe he, uh, you know, makes something crazy happen. Or maybe it's number, you know, <laughs> NHL game number 601 in Vegas. I don't know. Could be either. I expect big things from Pesci this weekend, and I expect big things from the top guys to win pivotal game three in our mythical, magical uh, series that they're in the middle of. How in the world are the Canes moving forward with the goalie? This gets more complicated by the day. It seems like every we we talk about the goalie often because I don't know if you've heard goalie's pretty important in hockey, right? In the NHL, you get a hot goaltender, you can win a Stanley Cup. It's that important. How in the world are the Canes going to move forward in goal? Walt Ruff, team reporter, uh, tweeted out today. Obviously, there's. Uh, with it being the beginning of a back-to-back, they play tonight in Arizona, tomorrow in Vegas. There's no morning skate. But he, as we expected, kind of confirmed that we're going to expect Spencer Martin and Pyotr Kochekov in some order the next two nights. That's who you can expect in goal. We've hypothesized that you'd put Pyotr Kochekov out there today to give him two days off before being back here in PNC against the Blackhawks on Monday. Yep. So uh, – Unless we're surprised, it's going to be Kochekov tonight, Spencer Martin tomorrow in Vegas. That's our strongly. It's a it's a guess, it's but an it's es- like a strong it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Freddie was skating at practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's Freddie Anderson, who came into the year as the number one goalie before missing a whole bunch of time, going back to what was it, early November, uh, with blood clotting issues. What does that do to Kochekov and Spencer Martin? Goalie is one of those positions where the the most important real estate are the six inches between your brain, or between your ears, right? It, it's kicker, it's pitcher, it's goalie, it's it's in like soccer, it's goalie. There's a lot of time where you're thinking as a goalie, right? Pucks at the other end, you're standing in goal, thoughts, right? You're you're trying to stay focused, you're trying to stay locked in, but there's a lot of time to think there. What does Freddie being at practice yesterday do to Kochekov and Martin knowing certain goalies are touchy, right? Certain goalies are a little fragile is the wrong word, but you do not want a goalie getting in their own head. Freddie's practicing. Spencer Martin, by the way, when, when he was picked up off, off waivers from what was it, Columbus, uh, there was no guarantee he was going to be on the team a week. There was like we they needed a, a goalie to play one of the back to backs right before the All Star mm-hmm. break and and there was no guarantee that that time next week he was going to be on the team. I think he just knows he's on borrowed time. So so now he's here and is that freeing or is that uh, crushing? Right. I've I've had this conversation with mm-hmm. quarterbacks because in in my career I actually think I played significantly better after I got benched. Because there's that feeling of like, 
what are you going to do to me? Yeah. Right? You, you get benched, starter gets hurt, you go back in the game, you're like, what are you going to do to me? Bench me, been there. And you just go out and play loose. And I've seen that with, with other quarterbacks who, um, right, they lose their job and then something forces them back in and they finally let it rip, right? Because when you're the starter and all the pressure's on and, and you're thinking, like, if I throw another interception, it's going to be my job. And then you let it go. And, of course, it's intercepted because you can't think that way. Then you get out there and, and you can get, you know, for lack of a better term, your, your, your bleep it is better. Right? We're just like, ah, bleep it. I'm, I'm going to see what happens. Like, that, there is something to that. I guarantee you. I felt it myself and I've seen it too many times. There is something to it. Does that like is that why Spencer Martin played? Like Spencer Martin played really, really well in his only start thus far, and it was against what was it, Boston, right? It was against one of the better teams in the league, and it was it was Mom's night. They had the moms up in the booth, and and he was balling, and his mom was a part of the crew, and it was an awesome, heartwarming, wholesome experience. It's it's the I'm trying to think of the best examples. I mean, there's so many examples in sports of you know. Uh, a guy, or actually maybe even Ponomarev went through it, right? He was called up to the, the bigs, and he was on a flight, and they weren't sure he was going to make it, uh, and, then he, and then he made it. And in the first game against the Capitals, he scores a goal. He picks up an assist to Jarvie, yeah. and it's like, do you even, like, you don't even know what's going on right now, right? You're just pure reacting. And then the more time you get to think about it, the more you're like, all right, maybe I should have been more nervous in that game. Like, Spencer Martin, where's his head at right now? The last one was a whirlwind. You're picked up off waivers. You're thrown into a game against one of the best teams in the league. Boston, yeah. Go, go ahead. And now, he played awesome. And then, and then now he's part of the team for a while. He's in the mix. He's probably known at least like uh, like a you know a penciled in schedule that he was going to play the Vegas game starting like you know a week week and a half ago. And it's it's it's, it's a different beast. And Freddie's practicing, and he's like, oh, okay, so now this really is my last game. All right. Like, how does that how does that play into a goalie's brain? Is it soul crushing because he's like, this is my audition for every other team in the league. This is my chance to keep being being a professional uh, hockey goalie, or is it my bleep? It just went up. Who cares? They're taking my job anyway. I might as well go out like Dominic Hasek. Like, who? Like, what? Which one is he going to be poke checking five yards out of the crease because he's like, what are you going to do to me? Yeah, you're going to bench me. Freddie's taking my job anyway. I think it's probably the latter, in all honesty. I think that's probably the reason why he played so well against Boston. He's like, I've played this team three times already this year. I've already been you know, put on waivers by another team. I'm getting a shot to play with a great team here in front of me. Let's just make the most of it and have fun and enjoy doing it. I'm he's staying in a hotel, you yeah. know, like the team putting him up at a hotel and all that. It's my, my assumption, unless he's crashing with a teammate right now. He's either couch surfer or he's in a hotel. One or the other. But either way, it doesn't feel permanent. Exactly. So I think he understands that, too. It's like, well, I was already going to be leaving Columbus probably to go to the AHL anyway, and I just got lucky I got picked up by a team. Let me just go out here and keep and just keep doing my thing. But guess what? It doesn't matter. Even if he gets put on waivers and gets sent somewhere else, whatever it might be, Kane's won a cup. His name's going to be on it. There you go. Uh, five goalies will be on it. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> at least. And counting. And counting. Uh, you actually make a good point about the lack of permanent housing. Mm-hmm. Um, early in my career, I had a job that I expected to be at, you know, in my, my uh, you know, youthful, overconfident brain. It was my first job in radio out of, out of uh, college. I thought I was going to be there for eight months and then, you know, 
this market would come calling, right? I, I would I would do it for for eight months, and then you know some big market would want me to be on the radio, and it was that's just how it was going to happen. Well, about three years later, I was still uh, in that same job, and uh, I listened to a podcast, and their advice was if you want to change your your surroundings, just start preparing. And so, do you know what I did? Took my bed off the uh, took my bed like the box spring off the bed and just put it on the floor, put the mattress on the box spring, started packing up everything as if like, I got to move. I got to go get that job. I just got keep in mind. Didn't even have a job interview at the time, but it was just like the mental thing of like, I'm changing my surroundings. If I don't like, if you put down roots, then you're going to grow. So just make sure you're not putting down roots. I don't know if it worked or not, but about six months later, I did end up getting a job out out of there. And I'm not going to say it wasn't because I started packing up my stuff. Um, Took my, my bed off the, the, the whatever it's called the frame I, the frame that's what i couldn't think of the bed frame took apart the bed frame lead it up against the wall maybe maybe you know the lack of permanence just makes him a little bit more hungry right a little bit more more get after it um the other thing i i, I want to bring up quickly here is all of the goalie trade talks um which again can mess with brain that could even mess with freddie a little bit oh yeah uh, that could mess with kochekov i think kochekov like being a contributor to this team is pretty guaranteed uh, whether it's goalie one or goalie two, um, unless they trade for a stud and keep Freddie, and then maybe Kochekov falls to three. I don't know. But uh, but it could mess with Kochekov, all the trade talks. I mean, that happens in every sport. If you are if you are the you know starting left tackle and everybody thinks your team is trading for a starting left tackle at the deadline, you're going to hear it, and you're either going to feel betrayed, motivated, angry, sad, confused. Like, there's a lot of different emotions that are going to run in there. Um Dennis, I know you have some some interesting thoughts on the uh, the goalie market. How do you see that shaking out, and where do you think the Canes fit into it? So there are a lot of teams out there that are probably looking for a starting goaltender, and actually quite a few of them are actually competitors against Carolina. So Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers, whole legal situation up in Canada right now, he's not with the team. He's not going to be back anytime soon because of all that situation that's going on. So they have a young a, a young rookie. Uh, who's Swedish, who's 24 years old, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But their backup's like a kind of journeyman backup, Cal Peterson, who isn't that good. Maybe they're looking to add a second goalie to go along with their rookie. So there's one. New Jersey Devils need a starting goaltender right now because their goaltending situation is awful. They're in the market for a goaltender. Obviously, Carolina is in the market for a goaltender. All right, so who's available out there? UC Saros, who we talked about yesterday, the Nashville Predators goaltender. The price tag for him is going to be extremely high because he's going to be probably the most coveted goalie out there. There's Elvis Merz Lincolns, who's the goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who has requested a trade already. You have guys like Jake Allen from Montreal. You have Jacob Marks from, from, from Calgary. There's a lot, there's actually quite a few guys. The question is, what is Carolina willing to give up? What are you willing to give up right now as a team? And this is the big question that we have seen asked constantly when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes is are you willing to make a move of a player that you have on your roster right now a core piece to go get that next guy that's the big question I don't know based off track record Carolina really hasn't given up guys on their roster with the exception of when they traded Eric Halla and got Vincent Trocek a few years ago but they're also were just trying to look to get rid of Eric Halla so that kind of like necessitated that when they traded for Brady Shea a few years ago, at that time, Brett Pesci was hurt and Dougie Hamilton were both hurt. They just needed a top-four defenseman. They also got 
Brady Shea for extra years. Anyway, on top of all that being said, the market is going to be to a point where there's going to be guys available, but it's a supply and demand type thing. The demand for them is going to be so high that the price tag is going to go up. Like There's only like five or six guys that might be available, and there's probably more teams that need them than there are available. Are you willing to outbid everyone else? Are you willing to pay that price tag? That's the big question. I don't know if Carolina is willing to do it. I think they need to. Simple as that. I think they have to.